Hi. How are you? Welcome to episode one. 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 Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you're well. I'm Vince. I'm your host. Hello. It is time for Atomic Radio Hour. How are you? I'm gonna. I'm gonna be up front. If you're listening to this the day it came out, it's probably out late. Uh, it's gonna be hopefully be out on a Saturday, but I need to take a break for my mental health, or it's not gonna be good. <laughs> so, how are you guys? I uh, didn't know if I want to do a 420 theme show for this year. Decided against it. I could do one next year. I do actually have a 420 story for you. So I live in a state where the consumption of Mary Jane is 100% legal, kind of. Like, I, it's not at the federal level, but you could do it. So I live in a legal state. I feel like I should partake, right? I don't like what weed does to me. So <laughs> I went to go buy CBD. And for the uninitiated, those who didn't go to a public school and learn about this when you're in, like, the fourth grade, it's the non-psychoactive part of weed. Meaning, essentially... You get all the good benefits of like being relaxed and your body feels less tense and you're not <laughs> the whole time. So I go there and it's weird because like I don't I don't jive to that. Like I'm just not I don't I never got stoner culture like I which is going to be funny in a minute when I tell another story. But I never got that like it was never for me like it was just you know people smoke reef or whatever. So I go there and I get these like. CBD pills, but they won't call them pills. They call them drops. So it's not like pills. And the dude in line at the dispensary had, had to have been stoned out of his mind. Like, I get it. You're going to work at the weed store. You're going to smoke weed. Totally. Gotcha. But this dude couldn't focus. He couldn't do anything correctly. He's like, hey, man, how's your day been? I'm like, I'm, I'm all right, man. It's, it was Easter Sunday when I went, who buys drugs on Easter? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm just here to get whatever. He's like, all right, man, you order online, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right, cool. And then, like, looked at the computer, looked at me, looked at the bag, looked at me, looked at the computer, looked back at the bag, looked at the computer, the bag, the computer, the bag, me, the guy working next to him, the computer, the bag, back to me. And he's like, how's your Sunday been? I'm like, oh my God, I just want to go home, dude. It's Easter Sunday. I want to go home and take a nap. So then I'm sitting there and do you ever like just be so frustrated and tired with something that you just zone out? You just check out of your own mind for a few minutes. That's what happened during this because it like came back to me and he's like, you doing anything for Easter? And I'm like, dog, I've been sitting here for 10 minutes looking at you, looking at me, looking at the bag, looking at the computer, looking at the computer, looking at the bag, looking at me, looking at the screen, looking at the guy next to you. You just give me my shit and let me leave. Like, I get it. Back in the day, you had to go to the dealer's house and like sit on the couch and play with his kid. And like, he'd tell you about how the Kennedy assassination was like an inside job and how everybody on the Warren Commission was in on it and how they took parts of Kennedy's brain to make another president that they stashed away in case of a Russian, Soviet Russian takeover and how really Marilyn Monroe was murdered because she was in cahoots. Like, you had to sit through all 
all that bullshit. I get that. And you don't have to deal with that now. But when I'm dealing, like I'm dealing with the same clientele at a McDonald's, a stoned 17 year old. And I'm like, dude, just shut the f*** up and give me what I came here for. They're just so slow. And, like, you can't even go in and look. Like, part of me wanted to go – I don't go to these places it, very much, if ever. And part of me just wanted to go in and be like, what do you have? Looking for something with, like, a, a nice nose on it, a nice body, something I can swirl in a cup. You know, because they know, they know what they're talking about. But still, like, there wasn't anything like that. So, like, I couldn't ask anybody. And I'm asking the guy. I'm like, hey, man, does this help you sleep? Because, like, I have a hard time sleeping sometimes. He's like, yeah, man. That's it. That's your entire recommendation. And then like, there's like a pause and he's like, I like to use these when I get up. They give me a little bit of energy. And I'm like, so happy 420 if you celebrated. If not, totally get it. If you got a black X on your hand, more power to you. You're cooler than anybody who's ever done a drug in their entire life. Speaking of doing drugs, (laughs) uh, I was playing PlayStation Easter Sunday. And I'm talking to my buddy Chris, who I've talked about on here before, who lives uh, where I can go hang out with like professional skaters and Olympic athletes and whatnot. And my buddy Alex joins the PlayStation part and he's like, yo, I'm going to I'm going to be in Colorado tomorrow, two days from now. And we're like, what? And he's like, yeah, dude, I'm just on this big ass road trip. I'm going to be there. We can hang out, goon about as we used to do. And, like, we used to watch Chris skate all the time, which is, you know, like, how I got introduced to, like, skateboarding culture and skaters and, like, uh, like Anthony Hawk and whatnot. So Chris lives three hours from me, but it's, like, an hour drive to where the bus terminal is. And I was like, Chris, get your ass to the terminal. I'm I'm coming to get you. So I got Chris. Chris left on my couch. He was, like, my first, like, guest, like, outside of my family. Like, he was, like, my first friend, like, from back home, which was really tight. Like, I got to show my friend, like, this is my house. Like, this is my kitchen. This is my fallout shelf. This is, like, where I sleep. This is my chair where I do illicit activity. This is a bunch of other things. Like, here's my chair in my living room where I don't do illicit activity. Here's my television. Here's my records. Like, here's my couch that I bought not intended for illicit activity. So it was just super cool to, like, have – and, like, he slept on my couch. And, like, we have got breakfast in the morning. And it was so lamin' at this place that I didn't even know existed. It was a great time. Then we go get Alex. And Alex brings uh, our friend Kenny and we're all hanging out. And then we go to this show. Like we went to this metal show, this like like this stoner, just like droning heavy, just really great bass and like really heavy drums. And I'm not a metal guy. Like I like System of a Down. I don't know if that's considered metal. I don't really think it is. But like Serge Tankian's mm, – so like we go to the show. It's this band called Sleep. And, like, they played for, like, an hour and maybe 20 minutes, and it it, it ripped. Like, I'm not going to sit here and lie. Like, it ripped. My buddy Alex is big on shows, so it was tight to, like, go to a show finally with him. We got tacos at, like, this shitty taco place. But we got uh, falafel, and I, I love falafel. We – and then, like – Chris, I had to take back home and, and he got the bus and went back. But like my buddy Alex and Kenny, they still kind of floated around in my area. So I went to work and I came back. I'm like, yo, like, let me know when you're back. We can, we can get dinner or I'll make dinner. We can sit down and have a nice time. And it was so nice to just sit down with my friends in my place watching my television and 
eat dinner that I made for them. Like I put a lot of love. I put a lot of care. I made sauce like like uh, like uh, tomato sauce with black gar three different types of garlic. I sauteed garlic. I used confit garlic, and then I threw in black garlic. So like. No vampires whatsoever will be around me or my friends or my place for at least another five to six business days. It was a good time. I took him to some. Uh, I took him to a national park. But what was cool is when we met up. We met up at a skate park. Like I said, Chris skates. He skated for as long as I've known him, and longer than he, than that, he's been skating. And we met up at the skate park, and there's a point where I was just like. We're 13 again. We're 14 again. We're 15 again. We're hanging out and cracking jokes as we watch Chris skate. It was nice. It's cool. These are people that I've known for very... The people that I love. You know what I mean? People that I know. People that I love. People that I've had in my life for a very long time. I had a great time. And the band Sleep rips. Like, it's not my scene. It's not my music. It's not on my playlist. But, like, you know, if you put that on, I wouldn't be like, yo, change this. It was – it's lapped. Real quick, before we do anything else, this will be a shorter episode. Like I said, uh, the editing on this one will be a little later. This will come out later. Like I said, I had a great time. I, I also didn't know this was happening. So the days that I, like, usually record, I'm, like, moving things around. I normally have Fridays off and I have to go in tomorrow, which is a Friday. Because I was like, I'm not coming in. My friends are in town. We're going to fuck it up. Like, that's it. Whatever, whatever shoes. So I'm just, I'm really tired. I'm also going through a lot right now. Emotionally. <laughs> I just want to be loved. That's it. So I just, I need some time. This episode will come out on Saturday as per usual. I just don't know what time. So, but before I get on from before, I, so let me move on. That's what I'm trying to say. Let me move on. I'm trying not to do a lot of editing, a lot of cuts and whatnot. I said it maybe a week or two ago. I don't remember the exact time frame. But if you guys ever make memes, any sort of art or memes, memes can be art. Um, if you ever make anything like that, put it in the Discord. Put it in either original art donut seal or uh, the art page, or I'm sorry, the memes page behind me. Is another meme by the one, the only Mr. Tom Flood. Again, look at this. I can't believe somebody would want to make a meme out of me. I mean, I'm a walking meme, but the fact that somebody made one about me for me for the thing that I do, incredible. I can't believe it exists ever. So if you if you ever make anything, send it in. I'll put it behind me. I'll show it off. I'll call it like the meme corner or something in the text description. Before I can go on to lore, before I can do anything else, what I really have to do is I have to talk real quick about the Patreon. I love you guys. I thank you guys because of you. I can continue to do this. We're coming up on 200 episodes. And I don't remember the exact episode we started the Patreon on, but to think that people have supported and will continue to, to support and what have you is tremendously overwhelming at times. Because I cannot, like I said with the memes, I can't believe anybody would make memes, let alone love me enough to be like, hey man, here's a couple bucks. Keep doing what you're doing, buckaroo. So I have to thank the Patreon real quick. First off, we have to thank with the OG Noah. Thank you, Noah. After Noah, we have to thank Danny. Thank you, Danny. After Danny, we have to thank Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. And last, but certainly not least, we have to thank TP. Thank you all for your love and your support. Now, 
for this week, like I said, my life kind of got flip turned upside down and I didn't really uh, remember <laughs> to ask a lore question. And I remember today at work, like halfway through, more than halfway through the day that I just never asked a lore question. So I thought to myself, we do a lot of, I do, I, I remember when I do a lot of Fallout 1 lore, I try not to do a lot of Fallout 3, I try to limit myself on Fallout 3 lore because I could talk about that game all day long. And I'd like to do a lot of New Vegas lore because of how deep that game goes. And around these parts, howdy partner, there's like a meme that I don't really like Fallout 4. And that's not entirely true. It's not that I don't like Fallout 4. I just wanted more out of it. I wanted it to be better. Fallout 4 does a lot of really great things, like I've said in the past. So I thought, you know what? Who can we talk about? Who can we talk about this week from Fallout 4? Or what can we talk about? A weapon, uh, a faction, something. And I thought, you know what? To keep in lieu with the whole Fallout 2, Fallout New Vegas, a little bit of here, a little bit of that there, a little bit of this over this way with that stuff right there. Why not do it on Conrad Kellogg? And again, I'm sorry I didn't ask a question. I will be asking questions again shortly. Just give me a second to get my life back in order. I say that like I'm like dying or something. I'm not. It's not that big a deal. It's not anything crazy. Just give me some time. Mentally, I need to rest. I The past like three days, I think I may have slept like four to five hours a night. I can't take naps because of the way my days are structured. Just give me a sec. We'll be back to the regularly scheduled programming momentarily. Uh, but if you want to hear any lore whatsoever, usually what I do is I ask a question in the Discord, and the first person to get the question right gets to pick lore for the week. I did not ask a question this week, so I pick the lore, and the lore that I picked is on Conrad Kellogg. Conrad Kellogg. Kellogg, the Merc, the man with the sick jacket and the big old gun, is originally from NCR territory. He was a little boy when the NCR started to take hold uh, and he's, and he lived with his alcoholic father and his mom, who was kind of like overbearing, but she was well intended, but she never could stand up to the dad. Because his dad was such a shitty person, his mom made a point to really instill in him that the only person that you can truly, truly rely on is yourself, your word, and your gun. Which, you know, like, I get that that's helping the child understand the world around you, but it's, it's really unhealthy to teach a kid that. And because of all of this, his mom relied on him for support. So imagine, like, a 10-year-old, like, has to go out and get money, get food. It's essentially the burden that his mother placed on him. So later on in his adult life, he had abandoned or left his mom and his dad. Uh, and he didn't really feel too awful about it because of the guilt of him not being able to save his mom from his dad. He kind of just thought, well, I got to get away from this because it's a bad situation. He moves uh, away and in the hub, he meets a woman named Sarah who he'll later have a kid with. And during their entanglement, they're, well, they get married. So it's not like it's anything salacious. They're married. During their marriage, they move to San Francisco. Now, at one point in time, there is a man whose name is Valdez. Uh, it's just referred to as Valdez on the wiki. All of my lore comes from fallout.fandom.wiki. Fallout.fandom.com, excuse me. It says that he kills this man, Valdez, and gets a little bit of clout within the community of the She and becomes a becomes an enforcer for the She. Later on, at some point in time, it's never specified on the wiki at the time this happens, but his wife and child are assassinated. Uh, and, you know, this is a man who is told 
to fend for yourself. Love nobody. The only person who's not going to hurt you is yourself. So when he's opening himself up and his wife and child are murdered, he obviously goes after them, much like the Punisher, goes after them and takes care of what he needs to do. So after the assassination of his little family, he goes eastward looking for work in the style of mercenary. People always need guns, guns moved, goods, goods moved, drugs or drugs moved. So being a mercenary, people killed, bodies or bodies moved. So being a merc, you know, you could work on caravans, you could work as I just go hit a guy, whack a guy, off a guy, whack off a guy, all that, all the fun stuff. And he uh, finds himself in the Commonwealth and through his merc mercenary activity, he interferes with the Institute. And the Institute is chasing him down, ready to kill him for interfering with their work. But he convinces them by saying, hey, why don't we work together? Why don't you hire me as uh, like, a, like, a, like a subcontractor or what have you? And they're not down for it at first. And then he kills a bunch of synths like with ease, like, like it's nothing. And he just kind of gets accepted into the Institute. His job at the Institute is the primary surface operator. And they did this because of his experience and he was so good at what he did that they couldn't say no to him. Now, because he was a surface person, he came from the surface and was under there. And because he had access to the Institute, he could come in and out. Uh, the people of the Institute looked down on him and referred to him as a dirty surface degenerate, which 10 out of 10 album name, dirty surface degenerate. Hell yes. Yeah, some sludgy punk. Like I said, he, he he's their best man for surface activity. And uh, about 60 years prior to you leaving Vault 101, I don't I don't have to say spoilers for. I might have to say spoilers for uh, Fallout 4. Hey, just came to my attention that if you haven't played Fallout 4, spoilers ahead. It's still kind of new enough. Probably next year is when I'm going to stop. Oh, no. Probably next year is when I'm going to stop saying spoilers. I just realized it now. When he goes to Vault 101 to get the human sample when they take Sean. That's 60 years prior to you leaving the vault. And that's why everyone kind of looks the same. And Sean is just a little baby. But when you meet Kellogg, he looks pretty much the same. We're going to get into that in a minute. Uh, but he's the guy. He shoots either Nate or Nora and then says like, hey, we'll come back for the other one if this one messes up. Now, like I said before, it's a little over 60 years. Kellogg's well over 100 years old. He's a little boy during the beginning of the NCR. So he's around for the beginning of it. I would believe that means he's, he was there under the rule of Tandy. Yeah. Cause she's like the third president or the second. It's her dad. No second. Cause it's her. Yes. Aradesh, Tandy, bunch of other people, Kimball. Reason why he's so old is he's working with the Institute and they cybernetically enhanced him in some way. It doesn't say exactly what happened. I don't think he's a full synth. I wouldn't be surprised if he's closer to a cyborg. Uh, which they don't really talk about cyborgs as a whole within the game. They have androids in three. That's what synths are, but they do refer to them as synthetic humans. Anyway, he's a very old man, but he looks spry. After Nate leaves Vault 101, they send Kellogg at some point in time to... There's to, to Diamond City to purchase a house to go to the place with a little boy that is essentially Sean. And that's actually bait for the soul survivor to find Kellogg so they could get him closer to the Institute. Now, I don't remember reading what year this happens, but if this happens like as you leave the vault, 
it just makes me think dog meat is more of a synth or the crow. Oh, no, the crows. The crows, too. Either dog meat is a synth, which, yes, but also the crows are like government drones that spy and turn the frogs gay. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened recently. Uh, but like I said, it's not really stated. And then eventually, once he kind of takes a small refuge in this little house that they have in Diamond City, X688 comes to pick up the Sean synth and take him back to the Institute. And then uh, Kellogg is put on the mission to go find Dr. Brian Virgil in the Glowing Sea. And it's not that he doesn't do it. It's that he has to go set up shop. So he set up shop at Fort Hagen. That's where you meet Kellogg. You confront him. That's pretty much where the game opens up. As much shit as I give Fallout 4, it follows the formula that all the Fallout games have. That here's the first story. Now go do the rest. In the sense of like Fallout 1 is leave the vault, go find the chip. Find the chip. Oh, there's... Mutants, we got to do something about the mutants. Fallout 3, go find your dad. Found your dad, now you got to fix the water. Okay, New Vegas, guy shoots me in the head, find him. The entire state of the NCR is about to implode on a man in football gear. Fallout 4, go find your son. Find the guy, Brotherhood shows up. There's a whole new threat. I don't feel like it's the strongest out of all everything I just said. But like I said, for as much shit as I give this game... It keeps some sort of a motif, some sort of a theme from the others. Now, after the killing of Kellogg, you can gain his, uh, you can gain access to his conscience through some of the synth components that are left behind, giving them to Nick Valentine and going to the memory den in Good Neighbor. And you can get a, a, a look-see. You can peer into his mind and he taunts at the player character one last time, which I always thought was a missed opportunity to like have Kellogg come back in some way from running around with Nick, whatever. But when you can access his thoughts through Nick, he actually can bring up that he thinks that father set him up, set Kellogg up to tie up his loose end because of, of course the sole survivor is going to be killing the man who kidnapped his son. That's pretty much the lore that I have written. I just want to check for some noty notes. So right here in the notes, it says, Technically, Kellogg is one of the oldest characters in the Fallout series. When not accounting for non-human characters such as ghouls, super mutants, or herald, or humans who have spent their lives in ex an extensive cryosleep, such as Robert House, the sole survivor, or Stanislaus Braun. Although Kellogg's age is a result of a cybernetic improvement rather than just naturally aging. That's about everything I have to say on Our Boy from the West to the East, Senor Connie. Kellogg. Ladies and germs, that is lore. So hey guys, I hope you're doing well. This is the end of the show. This is the third segment. I'm going to hang out for a minute, double check to see if Kyle sent me anything. There's nothing crazy on here really that he sent me. Just I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you're healthy. I hope you're checking in with your friends and your family. The only thing really on there that I'd uh, want to talk about, I've already forgotten what it was. So give me a sec to find it. The fact that this movie Turning Red comes out and it's and the whole thing's an allegory for a little girl getting her period for the first time in 2002 and how like people have been going crazy. One fellow on YouTube who I used to watch actually has been going crazy saying like, how come there's not a single reference to 9-11? Who cares? It's a children's movie, my guy. It's a kid's movie. 
the kids who are seeing this movie were probably born in 2002, 2006. Why would there, and it's, it's in Canada. Why would there be reference to 9-11? Why would you ruin a, I think it's Pixar. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't really been into anything Pixar has made in a while. I liked Incredibles 2, Incredibles 2 because of the background. We were talking a lot about Pixar movies at work. I don't know. I don't, I don't think they've made anything good in a while. I also didn't hate Cars 2. I only saw it once, but I remember not hating it. Anyway, you know, check in. I hope you have somebody that you can speak to and rely on. I hope you have someone that you love in your life. I hope that you're well. I hope that there's something that you look forward to every day. I hope there's someone who makes the sun warm for you. I hope you guys are well. Thank you for being here again. I'm sorry this is a shorter episode, even shorter than the, than they have been usually. I like to keep them to anywhere from 40 minutes to an hour. Uh, but this one I'm doing super late. I, this entire week was whack. And, uh, you know, my brain needs to rest. So this, 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 thank you for being here. This is 197. My name has been Vince. If you like the intro music, it's by Shane Ivers and you can get it at silvermansounds.com slash free music. Stop there to get every single one of his heaters or you can throw the feather duster there at the end and you can get the intro song. Links in the description of my Twitter, Kyle's Twitter, the show's Twitter. You can uh, find the Patreon, throw us a couple bucks, show a little love and support. You can go to the Redbubble, buy a design, buy a sticker, hang out in the Discord with us. I love you very much. It's so good to see you again. Tell you, tell, tell, I just, hi, how are you? You look good in a dress or whatever. I don't know. Bye, everybody. See you next week. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. A Goulman Entertainment Production.